The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, Bills fans. Thanks for joining us for Believe, a Bills fan podcast. I'm Jamie D'Amico, and I'm utterly rudderless today because your illustrious host, John Boccasino, can't be with us today. And I'm flying solo, and I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this because, well, not only is it my first time doing it alone, but I have to admit that I'm playing hurt today. You know, post-work holiday party hangovers are a very special kind of hangover, and that's where I'm at right now. But you know what? I think that's going to make it a little bit more fun because, let's be honest, I can't BS you when I'm talking about the Bills here. I am in a state of mind where I've just got to give it to you straight. So, straight is how we're going to come at you. In the meantime, if you want to interact with us, please follow us on Twitter at Buff Rumblings. And if you want to get in touch with me or John, you can absolutely get a hold of us. I'm at the Jamie D'Amico, J-A-M-I-E-D-A-M-I-C-O. And we really do enjoy having the having the conversation alive and running with you guys. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. Ask us questions. Challenge us on our opinions. Tell us we're stupid. Tell us we're amazing. We do want to hear all of it. So yeah, do that. Anyway, we've got a big one coming up this weekend, right? The Ravens, the best team in the NFL, is headed to New Era Field. And a lot of people are saying this is the biggest game we've seen in 20 years. Well, I don't want to go that far because there's nothing in particular that hinges on this. This isn't like the Bills two years ago going into Miami on the last game of the season, and they absolutely needed to win that game in order to make the playoffs, as well as a few other things happen to get in. This isn't that. But we have to start to wonder, you know, how do we define this game? And I I think that's an important question because... I think we're going to find out whether or not the Bills are for real. You heard all the the talk when they were 6 and 2 about how they were the worst the worst team with that record possibly in the history of the NFL. But now here they are at 9 and 3 
and the pundits and the writers out there, even the fans are starting to say, wait a minute, maybe this team is for real. In the postings that you see where publications do their weekly rankings, Buffalo is almost across the board in the top 10, and one of them is ranked as high as fourth, which seems a little high to me, but that's the kind of attention that the Bills are getting after a very convincing win in Dallas. Now, that needs to be taken a bit with a grain of salt because Dallas is obviously a team on its way down, and the Ravens are exactly the opposite of that. But as we stand right now, the Bills according to the New York Times, have a 95% chance of making the playoffs. Basically, all they need to do is win one more game in order to get in. And there's four games left this season. Can they win one more? I like our chances there. Uh, But this game, oh man, the Ravens have proven themselves to probably be the best team in the NFL. So what do you do with that? I mean, seriously, if, if you're... If you're head coach Sean McDermott, how are you going to get your team ready for this game? Because they don't have too many deficiencies. Just last week, they beat the 49ers by a score of 20 to 17, a close game. And honestly, going into that, I thought that the 49ers were the best team in the NFL, and they still may be, but man, the Ravens are really good. That was a hell of a football game. And when you talk about the Ravens, you really have to start with Lamar Jackson because he's doing things that we've really never seen in the NFL before. He's he's what Michael Vick would have been if Michael Vick was in the proper offensive system where he wasn't forced to try to be a pocket passer or maybe even Randall Cunningham going old school here. Anybody remember Randall Cunningham? Oh, man, that guy was fun to watch. Anyway. You know, so Lamar Jackson, the conversation about him has been very interesting because we know what he can do with the ball in his hands. He's ninth in the NFL in rushing and only four yards behind the guy who's ranked eighth. He's averaging seven yards per attempt, which is absolutely incredible. And no other back in the league quarterback or uh, or running back has the type of yardage that he does and is averaging that much per carry. It's almost unheard of. They have definitely used the brain of offensive coordinator Greg Roman to get the best out of out of him. And what are we seeing here? Well, this is Greg Roman, formerly of the Buffalo Bills, who designed the offense around Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor, very athletic quarterback, just like Lamar Jackson, but he did not have the accuracy or the pocket awareness that Jackson has. Jackson is a really good quarterback. And I'm hearing a lot of rumblings out there about how in order to beat the Ravens, in order to contain Lamar Jackson, you have to make him throw the ball. Um, Wrong. He's got a 66.5% completion percentage. And Josh Allen, for comparison's sake, is only at uh, 61.5%. So he's actually completing more passes than Josh Allen and is generally a, a more accurate thrower. Now, he's not the only one you have to worry about when it comes to the Ravens offense. We're also looking at Mark Ingram, who is a big, 
bruising style running back who is currently 12th in the league in rushing, and he's averaging five yards per attempt. As a team, the rushing offense is number one in the NFL. They're averaging 207 yards per game. That is a full 60 yards better than the team that is ranked second in the NFL. And I mean... I, I know I sound exasperated here. I, I hear myself. I keep going, Ugh. but what I'm thinking going into this is how do you stop a team like this? We we know how they're going to attack the Bills because they've been doing it a lot lately. They get into a lot of three tight end sets. And what that does is it forces you into your base defense. Well, Once they're in the base defense, then they begin to attack the strong side linebacker on that team, who traditionally isn't going to be great in coverage. For the Bills, that's Lorenzo Alexander. Alexander has been a great player for the Bills. Uh, He plays really well up at the line of scrimmage. He's, He's definitely a... He's more of a pass rusher and run defender. He's not a guy who drops into coverage very well. Uh, Bill Parcells once said, you got guys that either go forward or they go backward. They typically don't do both, and that makes a lot of sense. He's not a coverage linebacker. And the Ravens have, they've got three tremendous tight ends. Uh, Mark Andrews, who's the one who really does the damage in the passing game, he's averaging 13 yards per reception. But don't sleep on Nick Boyle, who's actually the starter, um, and He's one of the, well, he probably is the best blocking tight end in the NFL. I don't want to hear it when it comes to Lee Smith. He's he's a penalty machine. Yeah, he blocks really well, but this guy is this guy is superior to him on that front. And their number three tight end, Hayden Hurst, is a former first-round draft pick. There's a lot of talent there. And these guys, they get downfield, they, they make plays, they attack this seam really well. From what I've seen so far, teams are doing a lot of uh, two deep zones to the with the two high safeties, and these tight ends are very adept at finding the scenes. With Hollywood Brown doing a lot to clear out on the next level, uh, attacking the safeties. So you've got the number two offense in the NFL in the Ravens at uh, an average of 420 yards per game. So what in the world can you possibly do to stop this team with such a dynamic quarterback with a running game that is absolutely stellar, one that we haven't seen in a few years in the NFL? Well, there's a few things that you can do. Not a lot of teams have actually been successful. In fact, the Ravens are, in their last six games, they're averaging 37 points. That's insane. 37 points a game from a running team? You've got to be kidding me. So here's what teams are doing. They are putting eight in the box. You think that you've got to have an eighth person in the box just to be a spy on Lamar Jackson. I think the Bills absolutely have to do that. But one of the things that Buffalo is going to have to do really well is they're going to have to set the edge, and they're going to have to have their linebackers flow to the edge very quickly. A lot of what Lamar Jackson does is he the outside zone read where he pulls the ball back, but then his 
running back gets out in front of him and acts as a lead blocker. And oftentimes what that's doing is it's taking out the defender that's supposed to seal that outside and, and set the edge. Well, the Bills are going to need to be able to find ways of doing that, whether that be their corners coming in support or getting multiple linebackers over to the over to the edge very quickly. Now, I like what's been going on with, with the Bills linebackers lately. Tremaine Edmonds is very fast. He's a great athlete. He gets to the ball really well. But Matt Milano has been playing with an unbelievable level of confidence recently. We saw earlier in the season where he was having a hard time getting off of his blocks. He wasn't diagnosing very well. He was filling the wrong lanes, especially against the uh, the Browns and the Eagles when you saw the Bills have a horrible time stopping the run. Well, the Bills' run defense has improved immensely, and he's been a big reason for that. Now, another reason the Bills' defense has gotten better against the run is the discipline of Ed Oliver. Now, when we look at all of our all 22 films of him, the thought was always, well, my God, why isn't he on the field more? Why did he, in fact, get benched for Jordan Phillips? And just this past week, it really did come out the reason why, which is while he was winning his one-on-one battles, Oliver was not playing very disciplined within the Bills' defense. He wasn't hitting the gaps that he needed to do. He wasn't taking on his assignments. And Sean McDermott, you've got to give him credit. This guy really knows how to get through to his young players. You saw that a couple of years ago with Matt Milano, who was obviously better than Ramon Humber, but Ramon Humber was starting over Milano because McDermott felt that he felt that Milano had a few things that he needed to learn. And that's exactly what's happening with Oliver right now. So when it comes to setting the edge, how I had mentioned before, and getting the linebackers over to the outside, well, it's going to be imperative that Ed Oliver stays true to his assignments so he can help keep the offensive linemen off of the second level of the defense and keep the linebackers free to make the plays because, man, they're going to need to. The other thing that they're going to need to do is play a lot of zone coverage. Now, the Bills have been mixing up the man-to-man in the zone. Usually, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott like to run a zone scheme, but they've been getting away from it a bit more this year. It started gradually last year, and this year you're seeing more man-to-man than ever. This is not the game to do it, because when they're when the Ravens are coming to the line and they've got three tight ends or they've got two tight ends and a fullback, there's... There's not a lot that you can do in man-to-man necessarily stop Lamar Jackson when he tucks the ball and starts running. What you don't want is your defensive backs with their back turned to the quarterback running away from the line of scrimmage when the person with the ball is running up behind them. So they need to keep the play in front of them. They're going to have to play a lot of zone. And I think you're going to see a lot of single high safety only to take away the deeper balls you're going to see players in the box and you're probably going to see you're probably going to see a mixture of man to man along with the zone coverage i would imagine that at times jordan poyer is going to come down and he's going to man up on a tight end and you've seen that they haven't been shy about tradavius white lined up on 
on uh, tight end over the course of the game. But those can create mismatches, so they need to mix it up. When you put somebody the size of a Mark Andrews who's over 250 pounds on a 195, 200-pound defensive back, it is definitely a mismatch. And you're going to see a lot of them just using their bodies to box out that that defender and and make catches above them or in front of them. So when it comes to trying to pass rush, I think you're going to see fewer blitzes than you've seen in recent weeks. Last week against Dallas, you saw that Buffalo was able to get in a, a decent pass rush with just four guys, but they were sending a fifth fairly regularly and have been. And I think you're going to see less of that because what you want to do is keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Now, he's an accurate passer with a big arm. In fact, I do want to go on record as saying this because, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But really, in the 2018 draft, I wanted Buffalo to keep their their picks and draft Lamar Jackson instead of giving up the assets that they did for Josh Allen. But hey. You know, this is the hand we've got, and I like Josh Allen. He seems like a good dude. He's coming around, and this is not – I don't want this to go down the path of of Lamar Jackson against uh, Josh Allen because that's, that's not what this game is. I digress. Back to the defensive backs. Okay, what you don't want is Lamar Jackson running with the ball or picking you apart. I am a bit concerned about what he can do against the zone, but you've got to keep him in the pocket because he's going to do the worst damage with his legs. It's when you have when you have him outside of the pocket, things begin to break down. And if he's running for seven yards per carry to begin with, if Buffalo isn't containing him, you're going to see those huge 20-yard runs that he can do because this is a guy who makes makes professional NFL defenders look like they're playing in slow motion. It's it, it's an amazing thing to watch how you think that a defender has an angle on him to make a tackle and the next thing you know Jackson's getting around him. Well, keep him in the pocket, try to make him beat you deep because those are lower percentage throws. Um can he do it? Yeah, he absolutely can. He's a really good quarterback and may even be may even be the MVP of the league at the end of the year. But you have to pick your poison one way or the other. You, you can't force the guy out of the pocket and let him beat you with his legs. You also don't want him to to sit there and pick you apart with high percentage throws. So make him throw a deep and and see what he can do on the low percentage throws. So how are they going to do that? Well, I, I think that you're going to see a, a lot of the uh, big nickel package. So Buffalo can still stop the run, even if they're spread out on defense and need more defensive backs on the field. And it seems like we're going to see the reemergence of Saran Neal if they do go with that. He's been injured for a while, but early in the season, he was probably the Bills' best special teams player, and he was doing pretty well on defense, too. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of him and a lot less of Taron Johnson. Johnson's been fantastic as a nickel, and I, I love seeing him on the field. He's got some excellent coverage skills, but this just probably isn't the right matchup for him. So what is going to happen when the Bills have the ball, though? 
that's an entirely different ball of wax, isn't it? The Ravens have the seventh ranked defense and they're only giving up 18 points per game. And to put this in perspective, they're giving up 200, I'm sorry, 323 yards per game. And the Bills are giving up about 300 per game. So they're very closely rated. They're seventh. The Bills are ranked third. And uh, the, the Ravens are still playing their their 3-4 defense that they really made popular a few years ago with Terrell Suggs as a, a rush rushing linebacker. Uh, they have Jalen Ferguson doing that this year. So you'll, for all intents and purposes, always see four guys on the line of scrimmage. Um, but they have uh, they have a couple of good linebackers in there. Uh, Matt Judon is leading the way with seven sacks. And while the Ravens have a, a really good defensive line, uh, they're not they're not the most mobile players. Now, that is made up for with the secondary, and there's some excellent veterans playing in that secondary. You've got uh, the safety Earl Thomas, um, longtime vet Brandon Carr, and Marcus Peters, former first-round pick who seems to burn his bridges <laughs> everywhere he goes. Uh, but, you know, he's an excellent player too. So what's going to happen? You know, you've got that defensive line. You've got the the really good secondary. Well, the one place I think you can attack them is on the edge. Like I said, the defensive linemen are, are stout, but they don't move in, incredibly well. So I think the outside zone runs that Devin Singletary does so well are really going to be helpful this year and this year this game. And if you can, if you can get him out on the edge with say a Mitch Morris lead blocking for him, I I think that's where the bills can get a lot of their, a lot of their yardage. Uh, Devin Singletary has been excellent. And while he may not necessarily be getting as many big runs as he did earlier in the season, what you see is he never loses yards. You see a lot of stalemates at the line of scrimmage, a lot of rushes for, you know, zero or one yard, but he's not taking the losses. And that is very helpful because you don't want your offense behind the chains, you know, four yard loss on first down. uh, Like we used to see with, with Shady McCoy, who is always trying to break the big one and oftentimes getting hit for a loss, Singletary just doesn't do that. He's got the vision and the speed, well, I shouldn't say the quickness, to get away from that very first defender that breaks through the line. So you're going to see you're, you're going to see a good dose of him trying to get to the outside. The other thing I think you need to see them do is get Dawson Knox involved. I would like to see him matched up on some linebackers and see what can happen there because I think he can outrun most linebackers in the league. And if you're going to have the secondary cover him, well, he's just way too big for that. Let's make sure he doesn't drop the ball. Dawson, if you're listening, catch the damn ball. We're getting tired of watching the drops. You, you've you got so much talent, buddy. You've got so much talent. You're such a big guy who can run. Just Look the ball into your hands and catch it, all right? Anyway, I've been rambling for a long time here, so let me just get to my prediction of the game before all is said and done. Do the Bills have a chance to win this game? Yes, they do. The Ravens are primed for a loss. They, they've they won eight in a row. 
they're the hottest team in the NFL. But you know what? You can't you can't basically go undefeated since the fourth week of the season and ride that all the way to the Super Bowl. Good teams oftentimes need to lose in order to get better. We've seen it multiple times throughout the NFL, and um, this is no different. The Ravens do need to lose. They're playing in Buffalo. I don't want to hear this BS about how if there's bad weather, the Bills suddenly have a an advantage. That's not true because A, they're both playing in the same elements, and uh, B, they're the best running team in the NFL. They're running for over 200 yards a game. They can take the air out of the football better than anybody else in the NFL. So don't give me that BS. But anyway, can they be beat? Yeah, they absolutely can. In fact, I argued with my buddy John Marshall a couple of nights ago talking about this game, and he firmly believes that the Bills are going to win this. I don't think they will. I think that the Ravens' offense is just too efficient, and the Bills can't put up enough points to beat the Ravens. Again, they're averaging 37 points a game. Now, the Bills' offense, it's coming around. It looked very good against the Cowboys, but I don't think that they can quite put up enough points with the way that the Ravens control the clock. So... I think what's going to happen is this. The Bills are not going to score 23 points. The only two teams that have beaten the Ravens have put up over 23 points. That's the line in the sand. I just don't think the Bills are going to have the ball in their hands often enough. I think that what we're going to see is the Ravens win the time of possession battle, and that's going to lead to a score of, I think they're not going to get to their uh, average over the past six weeks. Uh, I think you're going to see them put up about 30 points on the Bills to the Bills' 13. Don't don't come out with your pitchforks, guys, because I'm hoping that I'm wrong here. I just think that that's how this is going to work out, and that's going to be okay. The Bills are going to have three more games to get one more win, which will undoubtedly get them into the playoffs. So, Thanks for listening, Bills fans. This is Believe, a Bills fan podcast. John Boccasino, God, did I miss him today. We're going to have him back with our next broadcast, and we're looking forward to coming at you. Enjoy the game, guys.